Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. GMGP. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, pre-Thanksgiving. Thank every person in the building for kind of waking y'all asses up with me and Jay Rich. We started the show a little later today, but I'm glad y'all are in the damn building. What's happening with you, Tater Wolf? Connor in the building, Jay Peters, Garrett in the building, Sonic Boom, sleep in, wake up, repeat. What's happening with you, Jimbo? What's going on, big dog? Jay Jackson in the building, KJ. Kong, the king, said I'm at work with Ray G. What's going down with you, Kong, the king? Tyson Ward in the building. We got a dope, fun show lined up for y'all before we get into the holiday festivities. You know I will be out on Friday, so no wake up on Friday. And next week I will be on vacation, so no wake up next week as well. So we're going to have some fun today. Holler at us. We want to engage with you in the chat. Jay Rich, bring you into the building. How you doing this morning, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. We got the uh, West Coasters hopefully in the building yeah, this man. morning. I'm seeing all the alternate titles, right? <laughs> Get Fired with Ray G, yeah. one of my personal favorites. That was pretty funny. At Work with Ray G, as you mentioned. Don't get Great fired, title. Man. Don't get fired. There's no Hey, man, we got, we got people football. watching it on mute, right? Because they're in meetings, but they're still tapped in. They're still yeah. liking the content. They're still subscribed to the channel. Mm. But I'm excited, man. I mean, I don't have anything to do for Thanksgiving, so it's a great time for me. It's just free football and, you know, some off time for me here. But I am excited for you, man. I know you're doing Thanksgiving with the fam and then I you're am. going on vacation. So a busy week followed by hopefully a relaxing one for you. Yeah, man. Um, what are you thankful for, Jay? Just uh, for what are you thankful for in life as we roll into this holiday season? Just give us something you're thankful for today, man. What are you thankful for in life? Honestly, Ray, if I'm being super honest, I am very thankful for you as a friend and as a boss. And I, I'm not even just saying that. Um, I hope you know that. But you are someone came in my life a few years ago, and I am forever thankful for that brother for life. Honestly, how about you? 
Um, man, that was very kind of you. I, I'm not going to return the favor. Yes, I, I'm thankful for you, but that's, that's, not, that's not what I'm about to say this morning. I appreciate it, Jay. You know I love you too, man. You're like little brother. Yes, sir. I'm just thankful for life, man. Thankful for life. Thankful for health and family, uh, relationships, growth, opportunity, and thankful for the failures because through those failures, I've for learned sure. um, how to be better in life, how to be a better husband, how to be a better father, how to be a better content creator. So just thankful for all the experiences that this year has brought us. And I'm thankful truly for everybody in the stream because if people didn't watch, I wouldn't fucking do it, right? So I'm thankful for the Facts. people that actually tune in uh, to the Wake Up Show who tap into Destination Debbie content, who listen to the podcast streams, who engage with us on social media, Really thankful for everybody out there who gives us some of their time um, every time that we do something on the channel. So that, that that should not go understated. Really appreciate everybody being in the building. But we do have some NFL tomorrow, Jay. And we had what a lot of people consider going into the game, one of the best Monday night football games that we'll see in a long time. And it, the game was a good game. It was not the high-scoring shootout yeah. affair that we thought. But it was a very good game. And I think there's some significant outcomes to that game okay. that we have to talk about from the Kansas City side of the ball and Philadelphia, Jay. But before we do that, we do have a little bit of news, some notes. So let's go ahead and roll into a straight facts with you, baby. The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts. All right, Ray. So we do have a little bit of news and I did want to touch on some of the bigger things. The main one is Geno Smith was at practice yesterday, probably will be today as well. Training towards playing on Thursday. Don't know if I love it for the pass catchers. I'd prefer if he was fully healthy. He was admitting that there is still discomfort in his tricep, but he will likely be playing. So if you have Geno Smith, maybe you start him. I don't know if you have to start him, but in Superflex leagues, you probably will because he's probably going to be a top 24 quarterback. Luke Musgrave is dealing with an abdomen injury, so he did play throughout the whole game, but apparently, according to Matt LaFleur, he went to the hospital afterwards, and there is some concerns that he's not going to be available on Thursday, so Luke Musgrave could be a guy who isn't available against the Lions, and there was also a report today that Tucker Craft may have an expanded role on Thursday against the Lions, so I think those two reports coming together, meaning Luke Musgrave may play, may not play, or at least have some limited capacity, along with Tucker Craft getting some more snaps at tight end. On the Packers side as well, Aaron Jones' MCL sprain was confirmed. Very unlikely to play on Thursday. And then we'll see in the subsequent weeks after that. Ray, Bill Belichick did not offer up a starting quarterback for Week 12. He just needs that edge against the Giants. Oh, he can't yeah. name gotta, a starting gotta quarterback. Keep that quiet. Yeah. Gotta keep that under wraps, man. Yeah, needs that edge. But I will say that, you know, and Ray, you know this probably better than a lot of people. Will Greer was a very sought-after quarterback after don't, cuts don't were made, the that, Dallas Cowboys. I'm just don't, hold on, don't Ray hold me. on, don't Ray and and put Will Greer in with me. But go ahead. I'm just saying he's probably on waivers, and I do think there is a very small shot he gets to start. Okay. I don't think they want to see Zappy, right? I think Mac's going to be the starter, and I fully expect him to be. But if he's not, and they want to turn to Will Greer, they made it a priority to get him after he was cut by the Dallas Cowboys. And he was a guy who did have multiple suitors. He chose to go to the Patriots. He's been there for a while, honestly, now. It's been the whole season. So I do think he's a guy that if he's available, you would want to pick him up. 
So again, it's a low priority ad. If you have the roster space, if you want to try and churn that roster spot, he's a guy that you probably want to play or have on your roster before this happens, before this news breaks, because he did look really good in preseason. He was a guy who was highly sought after. So there could be a possibility that he is the starting quarterback against the Giants. Again, I think it's a low possibility, but I think it's higher than zero because he has been getting snaps, whether it's Mac, Zappi, and Greer. They've all been getting first team snaps, but all reports are Mac has getting, been getting the majority of the snaps. We'll see what happens, but they said they're going to evaluate at practice throughout the week. But, Ray, the biggest news, and I buried the lead here, Matt Canada, oh. finally fired. Oh, finally fired man. on Matt Monday. Canada. Matt Canada oh. fired. So long, Matt Canada. Thank goodness. He's finally fired. Uh, Mike Tomlin said that Kenny Pickett will remain the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, at least for now. Um, we have Tim Boyle on the Jets now as starting quarterback. I don't know if we ever talked about that on our Monday show or if it's been announced yet. But yeah, Zach Wilson also benched. But Kenny Pickett will be the starting quarterback for the Steelers. And Jeremy Fowler reports that Jalen Warren and George Pickens should be the beneficiaries from this change from Canada to Sullivan. Now, I did some research into Sullivan. Nothing really notable, honestly. He's been a QB coach for the Giants for a lot of time. He was a QB coach for the Steelers, I believe, since 2019. He bounced around a little bit, but no significant coaching tree here that we can kind of lean on in terms of production, utilization, etc. I'd expect a very similar Steelers offense that we've seen in the past. But again, if Jeremy Fowler reports that they're going to see more work, hopefully they do. But I honestly don't expect a ton from this coordinator change because there's no real indication as to whether or not it will get much better from here, but maybe well, it will. Everyone well, blames Canada. Yeah, Marion, the, so. the most important part is they still have Kenny Pickett at quarterback. So <laughs> you could change the offensive coordinator. You could talk about Jalen Warren. You could talk about George Pickens, but ultimately you still have Kenny Pickett who seems to be inapt at getting the ball. We're going to find out though, players. right? We're going to find out. Maybe we'll it was Canada. Out. And maybe now we're going to find out. Maybe it was Canada holding him back, but I'll say this. If Kenny Pickett goes out there and continues to play the way he's been playing, they 1,000% should be in the market for a quarterback. And if you're rostering Kenny Pickett in Dynasty Leagues, I'd be very nervous right now. This would this Absolutely. optimism right here, this optimism that things change is going to come, uh, you know, this ain't Sam Cook, man. Uh, change may not come in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so if that's the case, I would use this opportunity to try and move Kenny Pickett in Dynasty Leagues, Jay. But... I do want to recap the uh, the Monday Night Football game and talk a little Chiefs and Eagles. Uh, twenty seven, uh, excuse me, twenty one to seventeen. Philadelphia won that game. Did not even hit forty points. Jay, it was a low scoring affair, defensive battle. You saw Chris Jones getting after it. I mean, it was just mm -hmm. both sides of the ball. I mean, it was just tough. It was a tough game. It felt like a playoff game. It felt like we were yeah. watching. I don't want to say a repeat of the Super Bowl because it didn't have that level of enthusiasm and hype, but it felt like we were watching two just powerhouse teams slug it out. And at the end of the day, the Philadelphia Eagles came back and they got the job done. They won the game despite the fact that Jalen Hurts really didn't play well. Jay, Jalen Hurts no. didn't play well. A.J. Brown had what? If I told one you catch? going into the, if I told you going into the game, A.J. Brown was going to have one catch on the game, on the night, uh, what would you just right there? One catch for AJ Brown. Eagles win I mean, or I'd, lose. I'd say you crazy, right? Yeah, you're, I'd you're say you're crazy. crazy for sure. You know, Mitch Carl came on the show on Monday and said he would take an under on AJ Brown. He talked about the under, taking the under on AJ Brown's yards. He absolutely mm -hmm. nailed it. No Mitch today. He'll be back when we get back on the wake up. You can check him out at DFS and Donuts. But he absolutely nailed the play on Twitter. You can catch him on DFS and Donuts on Twitter as a Twitter account or as a YouTube channel where he's making picks every single day. 
But we come out of that game, Jay, and A.J. Brown, not a great game from him. Jalen Hurts, not a great game from him. Yes, he did get in the end zone and, and Twice, do that. Yeah. Devonta Smith got down the field. But what were your biggest takeaways coming out of that game outside of the fact that Kansas City definite, definitely and desperately needs a wide receiver, Jay? Well, yeah, I mean, we could go to Justin Watson and his 11 targets. I think for me, though, the most surprising thing was the fact that Pacheco ran for 4-7 a carry, 89 yards, 19 carries. Like, why did you go away from this guy? It was raining. They couldn't really complete passes very well. Mahomes was missing guys down the field. The receivers were dropping passes. So when you have a competent running back that's playing very, very well and your running game is effective, why are you going away from that when you could have just leaned on him more? Yeah, it's 19 carries. And that's a lot in this game, but he could have had 25. Absolutely. He maybe could have even had more than that. The way he was running, he was only getting stronger at the game. I think that was probably the most surprising thing is you look at what Philly does. They leaned on the running game and it paid off for them. Now, of course, they made some big plays down the field. Devonta Smith was phenomenal, especially at the end of the game. But if they leaned on Pacheco a little more, I think they would have had a slightly better shot to win the game. They kept trying to pass to win. And I understand you got Mahomes and you want to make those plays, but it just wasn't happening. When you're throwing game ending plays on fourth and 25 to Justin Watson, your season's over. No disrespect to Justin Watson, but you're not winning that game. He's not the guy that's going to make that play. And, you know, it is what it is. But I think that was the most surprising result for me was Pacheco having such success well, against the second best rush defense Jack, in the NFL. I told you this going into the game on Monday. I said they need to run Isaiah Pacheco. And you were like, well, this is a yep. tough running defense. And I was like, well, it was yep. tough in the Super Bowl. And they still were able to find success sure. running the ball. And they tend to go away from that. You just... It wasn't a good game, man. 177 yards for Mahomes, 150 yards for Jalen Hurts. And no, there is no damn wide receiver that they can count on, you know, outside of Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice. It looked like they had something going with him, but he never got consistent looks, right? Um, yeah, he just, just it, they kept taking off the field. It made no sense. Why no is Tony sense. out there? Why is Sky Moore out there? Like, Rasheed Rice gets the most targets every week, but he doesn't play enough snaps to get 10 targets. Meanwhile, Justin Watson's out there, left, right, and center. And, and I get the chemistry thing, and you do see that on the field, but it does, like, get your playmakers the ball. Clearly, Rasheed Rice is one of your top two receivers, but you're still running Hardman and Tony and Sky Moore out there. It what makes zero sense. What about that MVS drop? Look, Quentin Johnson got bailed out this week because... <laughs> MVS did it in prime time, right? That's the biggest takeaway is Quentin Johnson lived to see another day because he dropped a game-winning touchdown. And then MVS did it on a bigger stage in a bigger game on an island game. It, it was it was pretty funny to see the comps from the fantasy people. But yeah, I mean, this is why you don't swap out Tyree Kill for Juju Smith-Schuster yes. and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You're seeing the results right there. Let me ask you, Jay. So I saw a report. I saw a tweet. And I don't know if there's legs to this or not. But it was essentially referencing Travis Kelsey and his one foot in, one foot out the door. That's how I'm just framing it. But retirement lose, right? closer to to reality than not for 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 Travis Kelsey. Like, what are your thoughts, man? I see people now talking about, oh, he's a sell now in Dynasty. It's like he's been a sell a lot longer than last week. But yeah. where are you at with Kelsey and He's been dominant. He's been the best tight end that we've seen since Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He's going to go down as one of the top two tight ends in NFL history. But right now, from a, a dynasty perspective, if you have him, how worried are you about Kelsey, him either slowing down or stepping away from the game? And when you look at all the other business opportunities that he has in front of him, 
waiting after football, not having yeah. to get blasted in the knees by Kyle Hamilton when you are dating a freaking billionaire and one of the most recognizable names in the world. Like, do you think that there's some truth to this, that Kelsey might be like, hey, me and my brother are calling it a wraps at the end of this season. Talk about a man and, and, the, and the money that the Kelseys can make off of the field without having to do all of this shit. Well, you hit on what was even my biggest point, right? Jason Kelsey has been very outspoken, whether it's on their podcast or just in the media in general, that this is going to be his last year. At least that's all indications are that even though he's playing at a very high level and to be honest, a much higher level recently than Travis Kelsey has. Absolutely. He is going to probably retire at the end of this year. And to your point, maybe both of them decide to take new heights to a new height and do that instead of playing in the NFL. And I think it would be advantageous for both of them. They are both very marketable. And, and whether it's Jason or Travis, they're both doing phenomenal things outside of football. And, and for them, it's like it just makes a ton of sense. And I could see it. I don't think Travis is going to hang it up this year. But if you just look at his stats, like, Ray, he hasn't had 60 yards in th over three weeks. So that's a big problem. Yeah, he's got nine targets in two of the last three games, but hasn't had 60 yards, only scored one touchdown against Philly, which is enough for us in fantasy. But would you really want to be trading a first-round pick if this is the kind of production you're getting? We all know he can be better than this, but when he's this old, I get tight end stinks, but is he still a guy you trade a first-round pick for? Who, Kelsey? Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely. It becomes not. tougher every day because he's he's not getting it done. And no. ever since he played Denver and Denver figured out how to stop him, every other defense has played him the same way and it just hasn't really worked out. He seems like he's just not the same. And and I understand the criticism of, well, is he engaged? He's in Argentina for the bio week, all this stuff. And I don't really agree with that kind of yeah, stuff. I'm not, yeah. But I don't want to vilify him for that. But it's like it, it's all not helping his case when he's not playing well and the team is losing. And that's the biggest problem. Hunter Joe Green agrees. He said Kelsey Brothers going to dip at the end of the year and get some big TV deal like the Monday Night Football Manning cast. Yeah. I, I'm looking at this situation, man, and it just it feels like it. And then I saw uh, it was like a it was a quick it wasn't even like a scene. The camera people had just like panned to Jason Kelsey after the game. And you can see them doing their recordings for their vlogs for what's happening. Um just an interesting thought to think about if at the end of the season, do the Kelsey's retire together and they go into Canton together, uh, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'd be able to read each other's induction speeches together. Maybe this is the swan song for both of the Kelsey brothers, but ultimately Philly improves the nine and one. I'm going to say best team in the NFL. They continue to find ways to win. It's okay. not pretty. It's ugly. DeAndre Swift was awesome in the game. Other than that, there wasn't a ton to talk about from this matchup, Jay, but we do have, Three Thanksgiving games on tomorrow. My Dallas Cowboys will be on TV to save you all, as we do every year with entertaining football. So make sure you're tapped into that game, no doubt about it, Jay. But where do you want to start, man? Want to start with the Lions, Lions and Packers, little Jordan Love, Jared Goff showdown? Yeah, one of my favorite matchups that we have on Thanksgiving is this Lions-Packers matchup. I've seen it live in person twice, and it is usually a pretty good game. It's it's tight, and regardless of kind of how these teams are performing, I think I always want to see these Lions-Packers games in Ford Field. I love seeing the Lions in Ford Field because they play much better at home, 
And especially coming off of this past week, Jordan Love, right? Hopefully building. You know, you see Dontavian Wicks really taking a step forward. Jaden Reed, um, Romeo Dobbs, and even Christian Watson a little bit. Now, I do have some fears about Christian Watson because it seems like maybe his role is getting a little bit smaller in the offense. And with the running backs not really being available right now, maybe Jordan Love continues to air it out. So I was looking at maybe some Jordan Love overs for the game. I want to know, though, Ray, because I sort of think that Green Bay can cover this spread. It's seven and a half right now. The over-under is 47. The Lions have not been playing very well. You know, you look at the game against the Raiders. They were supposed to blow up the Raiders, and they barely beat them. They, I don't believe they even covered the spread in that game. And then you look at last week in Chicago. They probably should have lost the game, but Chicago gave it back to them, and that thing happens when you're not a good team. But can the Packers cover this spread? Because I think it's going to be a four, three-point game. I think it's going to be close. I think that Jordan Love can compete, maybe not go shot for shot with Goff, but I think can keep them in the game in this one. Yeah, man. Um, it opened up 45.5 total. It's up to 46.5 now. 7.5 uh, spread for the Lions, minus 105, and now it's minus 110. So a little bit of money saying even more likely that they yep. cover this spread. But that is... I mean, that's a touchdown and a field goal, man. I mean, they got to, I mean, they've got to really put it on Green Bay, right? They've really, or safety or something. Um, but they've really got to put it on to Green Bay in order to get the win. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. I really do. 46 and a half total. Jordan yep. Love, for what, everything that he's not, he ain't afraid to just chuck it deep. You know, he'll just throw it deep if he's got the opportunity to do that. And you've got everything that we talked about on Monday from what we saw from Detroit this past Sunday. You've got, I believe they have figured out how to deploy David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. And maybe it was Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell. Give them some credit at the beginning of the season. Dan Campbell said, we do not want to just run Jameer Gibbs into the ground. We're going to be strategic. Yes. We're going to deploy him. Things will heat up as we get going. This looks like a totally different offense. And I think it's taking a lot of teams and catching a lot of opponents by surprise at just how well they deploy these two running backs. And when you have a player like Amon Ross St. Brown, who commands the attention of the corners and the safeties, and then you're getting, listen, he's not a, a, a dominant target hog, but the speed and the skill set of Jamison Williams continuing to open up some things from the Lions, really the biggest loser so far in Detroit since everybody's kind of came back in the fold, Monty back, JMO back, it's been Sam Laporta. That's been the 100%. player who you're starting to see his opportunity share decrease, decrease, decrease the production going down. So when you're looking at this game, you got two quarterbacks, division game, they are yeah. going to go try to go get it. Like Green Bay is, they're looking at their season and they're thinking, look, we're four and six, we're not going to catch Detroit, but can we get in a position to where we're pushing for a playoff spot potentially. You know, Detroit's got eight and two. They've got the division sewed up for the most part. But I think it's going to be a fun matchup, man. I'm excited about it. And I agree with you. Tater Wolf also said it in the chat seven and a half is quite a bit to be given Detroit in this one. Yeah, they're just not firing on all cylinders, right? Like you talk about the Eagles and how they're the best team in the NFL. And I agree. They just, when you talk about how complete they are and how they play, but all their games are ugly. They're not out here blowing out teams by a ton of points. And so I, I'm just not inclined to give them the seven and a half and, and take that spread. And I, and I hope that we can see the Packers build off what happened last week. Now, again, the Chargers are the worst pass defense in the NFL. It's not even really particularly that close. But I think, you know, the way they're deploying these pass catchers now, Luke Musgrave, I talked about he may not be involved, but I think Tucker Craft can fill in. Dontavian Wicks making plays. Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Wicks Christian is Watson. Like, up, though. They say Wicks is a little banged up right now. I'm hearing, and, and remember... Yeah, Musgrave, the lacerated kidney or whatever. The same Wicks is a little banged up. But listen, 
They're all Shit. making plays though. They so he, adding love has year. options, I mean, right? Goodness, I, I, I mean. think it's easy. I think it's easy to say that the Packers' receiving core is bad. It's just young and inexperienced, and we don't know who the guy is. But I think all these guys are making plays, and that's the biggest takeaway for me. Is Love just has to find a way to get the right guy the ball in the right moment. And I think this Green Bay offense can be pretty good. It's just not going to be great for fantasy outside of so what we're seeing let, from well, uh, let's, Jordan Love. Let's switch to fantasy really quickly because it does nobody any good for us to sit up here and say, start Jameer Gibbs, start David Montgomery, start Amon Ross St. Brown. You're, you're firing up all lines, all right? You're starting Goff, you're starting Gibbs, Monty, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown. You're starting those five, no doubt about it. Let me just ask you. Would you start Jamison Williams this week? And let's just pick a couple of players who you feel more confident. Uh, would you start Jamison Williams or Tyler Boyd with Jake Browning? Ooh, that's gross. I, um, I mean, we're, we're in gross range here. I'm not going to be like, would you start him over Trey Palmer or, or Calvin Ridley? You're starting those guys. Would you start them over? You're talking about flex of the flex, right? Is the last spot. Flex so spot. on a full slate, I would say no. On a full, like, as we have no buys this week, it's a full slate. I, I, I don't think I'd be starting Jamison Williams on a full slate. If there was buys, maybe, but not on a full slate. He's one of those guys you don't want to play. JMO or any receiver in the New England Giants game. Mm. So, really, let me just give you it's Pop Douglas. I, it's I Pop mean, it's, Douglas, it's, yeah. It's I would Pop, probably pay Pop, Pop Douglas. Okay, Pop Douglas. I think I would. I think you just banking on any four receiver in Carolina. You're starting Adam Thielen over him. Adam Thielen. Okay. Probably not, no. Probably not. Just Thielen, but that's kind of goes to that. Let same. me give you one last one here. Let me give you one last one. And this one, um, this one may be a little, may be a little interesting here. Jamison Williams or Elijah Moore from Cleveland versus Denver. I think probably JMO. Probably JMO. There was no rhyme or reason to the players that I picked. I was just looking at the slate and just trying to Denver's find Denver's defense is way too good. So, Well, let's way go to the Green good. Bay side of the ball because Aaron Jones, out. We know the MCL yep. is tore up. They're telling us that Wicks and Reed and every other receiver is banged up. How confident yep. are you? Let me just ask you this. How confident are you starting A.J. Dillon and Romeo Dobbs this week? Confidence I'm pretty confident. for Dillon. I'm pretty confident. I'm, I'm feeling better about Dobbs because of what we saw last week, if he's going to be the one and I'm not like, I'm pretty much out on Christian Watson as the one now. I think it is Dobbs and going to continue to be Dobbs and Dylan. I'm just banking on the volume. Like if you're telling me I can take AJ Dylan and probably his guaranteed 15 touches, I believe he also had four receptions last week for like 30 yards, which would be great. So I I'd take that from Dylan over a JMO for sure. And, and I feel pretty confident about Dobbs this week. I honestly even don't mind Jaden Reed, if he's healthy, yep. I believe he was at practice on Tuesday. So at that point, right? Yeah, it's Wicks who missed, and um, but I believe Dobbs and uh, Reed were both at practice, limited capacity because, like, like you said, everyone's banged up. But um, I would start both those guys or all three of those guys, Dylan, Reed, and uh, Dobbs, as potential flex options because I do think they're going to be catching up in this game. And if Detroit has okay. a big game, then the ceiling is even higher from the points perspective and the yards. All right, Jay, one where the action is moving like crazy on this one is the Cowboys-Commanders game. Opened up yes. 46 and a half, currently an over-under 48 and a half points, Jay. Good night. Spread opened up at uh, Dallas favored by 11. Now they're favored by 12 and a half. Uh, Jay, Sam Howe, Dak Prescott, B-Rob, Tony Pollard, McLaurin, Lamb, Cowboys-Commanders in Arlington, Texas. 
What say you with this matchup? Do you think we get fireworks or do we think we see the uh, corpse of the commanders roll out here and just get absolutely steamrolled by Dallas? They were awful last week versus the Giants. We talked about Sam Howe. In my opinion, Jay, I mean, 442 pass attempts. He feels and looks exhausted out there when he plays. And this week he's got to run around and, uh, you know, protect himself from Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence and all these other defenders that that we have down here in Big D. So, first of all, I mean, if they're going to score 48, 49 freaking points, Jay, if you believe that to be the case, and not just like a one-point total bump up, two full points since it opened. I mean, this feels like you got to be firing up a little bit of everybody and praying for some garbage time how some uh, route running savant B Rob and 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 probably a Jahan Dotson touchdown on two catches. But where are you at with this one? Dak playing like an MVP, CD mm-hmm. Lamb over a thousand yards on the season, all pro, and Tony Pollard still inefficiently bell calling us to uh, to to mediocrity. But where are you at with this game? So uh, Antonio Gibson was back at practice in limited capacity. So maybe we don't see the route god B Rob this week, ah, but you never know. It. May may surprise may surprise us. Uh, so the big thing for me, Ray, is really comes down to is can the Cowboys dominate the way they're supposed to? Are they going to do the wrong thing and run the ball, or will they do the smart thing and Dak will throw for like 450 yards and they put up 40 points, which is exactly what should happen. Ceedee Lamb should have 200 yards and three touchdowns in this game because we know their secondary is terrible. <laughs> So when you think about it from that perspective, I'm very much in on the over. I do think the Cowboys can cover. The question is, is can Sam Howell do anything against this defense? He's never played Dallas this year. He played them last year, went 11 for 19. Obviously, they did win the game, and Dak didn't play very well in that one. But it's a very different scenario this time around. They have Brandon Cooks, who I'd be willing to start. I mean, Jake Ferguson, you're starting. CD, obviously, you're starting. But, you know, I think... Is can Sam Howe actually get done against his defense? I don't really know. He's been playing worse and worse every week. And so you talk about McLaurin, I think you have to start him. But Dodson, like, he's a flex guy. And, you know, it's funny. When you said J-Mo, I'm thinking, would I rather start Jamison Williams or Jahan Dodson? Because I feel like their stat lines could look very similar at the end of the day. Would you rather J-Mo or Dodson? I honestly think I'd rather start J-Mo. Like, I really do. And just bank that he hits that big shot and his big shot is bigger than Dotson's because we just haven't seen enough production from Dotson to where I confidently trust him every single week. And so if you're banking on a team to beat another one, it's going to be me banking on the Detroit Lions defense or offense outperforming the Washington Commanders offense against a much better defense. So I'd be taking J-Mo probably there. I'm not so in on Sam Howell this week, Ray. I think if the commanders put up 13 points, I wouldn't be shocked. He's How many times is he going to get sacked this week? That's the biggest question. Ten times? Five like, plus. It, we probably getting, see getting, a very similar situation to what we saw yeah. week one against the Giants, where they absolutely dominated the Giants. They were sacking Daniel Jones like crazy. They kept getting turnovers. Dak didn't have a very good game statistically because he didn't have to, but... I mean, I don't know if Sam Howell is going to survive this game. I really don't. I think Dallas covers. I think Dallas wins big. And I think you're a happy man on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Yeah. um, I know I took an under on Sam Howell on Bovada, 257.5. And And about four minutes later, uh, his uh, passing yard line got dropped down to 252.5. So the, the money coming in is definitely pushing his yardage prop down. I think a lot of betters are concerned about this matchup yeah. for the Washington Commanders, their offensive line versus uh, this defensive line, and then their secondary versus these pass catchers. 
it, it could get ugly. It could get ugly. But somehow, some way, Dallas likes to make things a game on Thanksgiving. They so do. we'll see. I, I am in on the under Sam Howell passing yard number. Brian Robinson, I'm fine with. Uh, McLaurin, you just you just don't want to start those guys because there is no dominant go-to guy that can just volume his way to fantasy relevance, but you're probably going to have to start a player like Terry McLaurin. I think Logan Thomas is a solid start yeah. at tight end. I know it's not a no, great name. No, I like name. Logan Thomas. I know a lot of people don't like the name or oh, he's too old, but if you have him, he's probably a solid start option this week for fantasy purposes. So Dallas out of the ball, you're firing up Dak, you're starting Tony Pollard, you're playing CeeDee Lamb, you're starting Jake Ferguson. My question to you is Brandon Cooks, do you think you can roll him out there with confidence this week? I'm a little I'm a little skeptical and hesitant on it, but with the total, with the spread, with the way Dak Prescott is playing football right now, I think you definitely can start Brandon Cooks. We were talking about Dotson and Boyd and all these other players. I'd probably start Do- uh, uh, Brandon Cooks over all those guys. Yeah, you know, you look at Carolina and we know they're a bad team, but the reality is their defense has actually been okay at times. And you compare it to the commander's defense and it's like night and day. Like they are not comparable at all. And so if if Mike McCarthy can just do the smart thing and just throw the ball all game long, I mean, CD is going to go nuts, but I think Cooks will also have a very good game. And you really saw that against the Giants second time around and Cooks was heavily involved and they took advantage of a poor pass defense. So I'm all in on starting Cooks and just a little bit um, of more information on the Logan Thomas, four receptions in each of his last five games and five plus targets and a minimum of 30 yards. So not a great ceiling, but not a bad floor if you need a tight end option this week. And I think against this Dallas defense, and as you mentioned, some garbage time could see a pretty big game from Logan Thomas. All right, Jay, we also have for the late night game, we've got the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. This is a 43 point total and San Francisco's favored by seven in this matchup. Interesting. They're only favored by seven. Versus Seattle on the road. Um, interesting, Jay. What What are your thoughts there? I think it's just there? the road. Yeah. What so are your I, thoughts I think there? It, I think it's just because they're on the road. But I'm with you. Like Gino's banged up, and I wasn't confident in Gino coming in. He could be fully healthy. He could be walking out of one of those sleep deprivation chambers, feeling like a million bucks. And I still wouldn't trust him still against this him. Niners you, defense you to cover seven points. Gino Smith. I don't know. It's about. It's not. I have nothing against Geno Smith. He's just not very good. Like everyone wanted him to be this thing, well, and and, and, and uh, Jay, hold up. he it, did even, right back even, and all this stuff. Even without Geno, they don't even have Kenneth Walker this week. Like no Kenneth Walker. So there ba- you go. Banging up Geno or not all the way hundred percent Geno. I don't care what they're telling you. DK is not at practice. Is Lockett healthy? I mean, Jason's yeah, probably going to be None fine. None of them are going to practice. None of them are going to practice on a short week, but. Kenneth Walker's banged up, so that's not good. So, Ray, now question for you, because this is a fantasy football-related show very often, more often than not. Zach Charbonnet, what are we doing with this guy? Because part of me thinks you sell him. If you could sell him right now, maybe you can get a first for some reason. I don't know. But would you be willing to sell him before you ever see him start? Because we've seen him play in limited spurts. So and he looks back. great y'all as know, a compliment, listen, a, but not as a starter. Y'all know what we do on DD, man. Uh, running back, if I can get something for you, sell for what? Like, let's let's put some some context behind it. Sell for what? What am I getting for him right now? So ba- he's let's, starting. Like a first you're doing, right? For sure. Uh, f- bro, gone. See ya. First 20. So I don't now care if it's let's the go down to gone. two seconds. You said what? Two seconds. Yes, I would sell him for two seconds. Absolutely. 
All right. So in terms of ranking right now, would you sell him for Kyron Williams? I wouldn't do it straight up. Kyron and what? A third. Sure. Okay. Would you sell him for Joe Mixon in a third? Am I contending? Yeah. Let's say you're contending. Yeah. I'd do that. Right? Would you sell him for Tajay Spears straight up? No. Okay. No. So I'm just I'm just going through some names. Keith Mitchell could be seconds. a guy. Would you target Keith Mitchell in a third? Nah, Keith Mitchell in a second, sure. Keith Mitchell in a third. So you need that second? Losing Lazutu value, yeah. Roshan Johnson in a second. Absolutely. Goodbye. So you're willing to re-roll him, take a lower yep. tier running back, like whether it's a Kendra Miller. Would you do a Kendra Miller in a second? We haven't seen no. him at all. No. Okay. All right. That's I mean, yeah, one, there's though. some options, right? It's a good name. Because Kendra is someone we just talk about out of the limelight. Like, mm-hmm. don't hear anything about him. And um, I be, and how about Tank Bigsby in a second? No. So you're still re-rolling your second, you got Tank anything. Bigsby. No. No. I mean, yeah. but I, I that's about the going rate for running backs, right? You're not getting much more. right now. Somebody yeah, says he's first. High. I don't care if it's the 114. Goodbye, Zach Charbonnet. I don't care. Second Would and you a do it for a second player. straight up? What? Would you do it for a second straight up? Let's say it projects high second. That's about where that's about what you pay. You're just re straight re-rolling. That's it. about what you paid. High second. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's it's an interesting matchup, man. Brock Purdy coming off of his fire performance. Where's he at on KTC? Where's he at on the old KTC rankings uh, today? I know he second. had failed a QB 52 a couple of days ago, but after a perfect quarterback rating, three touchdowns, 300 yards, should be moving back up. CMC, you're firing QB him up. QB 13. QB 13. Brandon Ayuk has 43 receptions on the season and damn near 900 yards. I mean, the, yes. the air yard share is just ridiculous what, with what he's doing in this offense. Honestly, Jay, you're firing them up. Debo, McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Brock Purdy. Start, 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 start. Gino, are you starting no Gino? Are you? I are don't you, want to. Are you blowing one of your your QB spots on Thursday night? Gino Smith versus this San Francisco team, Jay, that did just lose All Pro safety Talanoa Hufanga with a torn ACL mm-hmm. for the season. So this was a pass defense where you can kind of get them in a couple of spots. They lose an All Pro safety. Are you using one of your super flex spots this week on Geno Smith, or are you going to wait and play the uh, Baker Mayfield? I don't want to. So Baker Mayfield against the Colts, 100% I would play Baker, right? If you have Aiden O'Connell against the Chiefs, oh, that's the following week. No, it's this week. Aiden O'Connell against the Chiefs, I would do, um, you know, talk about Kyler Murray, even Matt Stafford, I think I would start against Arizona over Geno Smith. Derek Carr versus Atlanta or Geno Smith tomorrow versus San Francisco. Carr or Geno? Car, probably. Probably car. What if it was Jameis Winston? Then it's definitely Jameis. Is it Jameis? Is it Jameis? It could be. So last I heard, Car hadn't cleared concussion protocol yet. So we're okay. still waiting. I mean, they don't play till Sunday. So Jameis we got some Carr. time on that. Jameis or Car or Yeah, I'm starting Saints players over because empty on IR. Right, so now you're just getting get Shahid Let me go. and some of the other Desmond guys. Desmond Ritter. 100% Desmond Ritter. You'd start Desmond Ritter over Geno Smith. 100%. 100%. All right. Kenny Pickett. It's like would I start Jake Browning over Stafford Gino Smith? versus no. the Rant, uh versus the Cardinals or Gene Stafford. Stafford. Russ sure, versus Cleveland. Russ. I like what Russ's been doing. Jay. I'm serious, man. I would start Russ against Cleveland. What what's the difference between Russ against Cleveland and Gino against San Francisco? It they're both bad matchups. Baker versus Indy. Baker 100%. Indy's terrible. They're terrible. 
There's not Kenny many. Pickett. Like Kenny Pickett versus Kenny Pickett Jake. is absolutely. I don't want to. No, sir. I don't want to. I will not. I won't allow. Bengals you to defense do that. isn't great. They're not great either. I'm not, not allowing. No, the sir. Jay. We're not doing that. I, I'm. I'm fine with the other. The ones. point is, We're, there's not many. How about Mac Jones confirmed against the Giants? It's confirmed. No, if it's confirmed, it's not confirmed yet. But if it's confirmed, you have Mac Jones man, against the Giants, I, I, who we know are terrible. I can't do Mad Mac, man. He he throws two <laughs> incompletes. Mac. If he throws two incompletes and they look like they could have been picked off, he's getting benched. So I can't. Yeah, I can't play Mad Talk Mac. About a dice roll. I can't do it, man. I can't. I cannot risk that son of a gun getting pulled out in the second quarter after four straight incompletions. Can't do it. Um, there's not there many. You go. There's really not. It, it, there's and not here many. it is. Tater said it. Your famous every time you've said this, it is a Ritter week. It's a Ritter week. Lock it, Ray. There did you see? Okay, so quick aside. It's a Ritter week. It is the Start fifty years up, people. of it is the fifty years of hip hop celebration in Atlanta this weekend at the Superdome. You need to look at the list of rappers that are going to this thing. It is insane. Someone, if you are not looking or haven't seen this yet. Go and look at the list of rappers that are going to this game. It this is dude really absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just saying, people are going to be hyped for this game. Not because of Ritter, not because of the Falcons, but because like Quavo and T.I. and Young Jeezy and like all these guys are going to be at the game. It's going to be crazy, right? I'm telling you, Ritter's going to go nuts. I'm telling you, man. I got, Ritter I got could have a crazy game. This dude brought up... It's, the it's going to be anniversary a spectacle. <laughs> Go and look at the list on the Falcons okay. Twitter. It's wild. Who's going to this event? Even okay. I was shocked at some of the names. All right. Desmond yeah, Ritter, Ritter Regino Smith. There yes. it is, Jay. And we've called you a madman a bunch DeVito. of times on the show. I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it today. And Jimbo said... It's good enough for him. Yeah. <laughs> Solid analysis. We'll rock with Desmond Ritter this week. Um, yeah, from Seattle side, uh, JSN. Jay, how are you feeling about Jackson Smith and Jigba this week? As a floor play, sure. I don't know how the ceiling's going to look this week. It's just, it, it seems like he can get four for 40 every week, but I'm not seeing much yeah. beyond that right now. Yeah. DK, right. if he's starting, you're definitely firing him up. Tyler Lockett. Yes. You're fire, You're starting Tyler Lockett, yeah. right? You, you can't bench him. You, can't you bench don't feel him. great about it, but you're but you're starting him, yeah. Okay, all right, Jay. And then we got a Friday game, Black Friday. I think this is one of the first, or is it the first Black the Friday first, game yeah. the NFL has had? It's, it's a doozy. Friday. We got Man. you got the Dolphins at the Jets. Miami favored by ten points in this matchup, Jay. Miami versus the Jets. The Jets just got foot put in them uh, last Sunday by the Buffalo Bills. They were all on Twitter. Twitter fingers was itching. Sauce Gardner and company. Tim Boyle's mm -hmm. at quarterback. I saw some conspiracy theorists saying that the only reason Boyle is in is obligation to Aaron Rodgers. And as soon as he throws some picks, they'll get him out and put in. Uh, who's who's the other quarterback? There's somebody else. Oh, Trevor Simeon's the backup. Trevor now. Simeon should be on yeah. the field. But it's Tim Boyle. Um, Rodgers on McAfee said he has some guilt over the Zach Wilson situation. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, man. This game opened up 42.5 point over under. It has been bet down to 40.5. Spread open surprise, Miami favored by 7. Now they're favored 9.5 on ESPN bet. We believe that the Miami Dolphins are going to win this game. Jay, my question to you is, from a fantasy perspective, one, Devon A. Chain, the knee, 
A lot of injury doctors. Our guy Jeff Mueller does not anticipate Devon A. Chain playing. And I see more yeah. people talking about this kind of troublesome injury for running backs. And we're talking about a smaller player, player whose game is 1,000% predicated on speed. Is this a game where the Dolphins' defense could make life so uncomfortable for the Jets? What we're thinking and expecting to be this offensive explosion, fireworks from Miami, it doesn't happen. I mean, Tyreek Hill is going to do his thing. I don't know what his line is set at. It doesn't matter. He's going to ke- he's going to hit his receptions prop and his yardage props. The 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 player that I'm most concerned about is Waddle, right? What is yeah, what is Waddle going to be able to do this week versus this team? Um, where are you at with this game, man? It, th- there's no. I, I think this is this is what I call the juice cutter. So if you're going to do like some some parlays, then you take whatever favorite prop bet that you like. If you like Sam Howell's yards, if you like B. John Robinson anytime touchdown score, pair that up with Dolphins money line. Just take the Dolphins money line. That is your free square of the week. That is the juice cutter. And uh, but where are you at with this one, Jay? So. Starting off, right, as you mentioned, right, I think Miami's going to win. The problem is I don't think they're going to cover this spread because the Jets' defense has been phenomenal. And and even looking at what Tua did last week against the Raiders, Raiders' defense isn't great, but they've been playing pretty well. Now they're playing an even better defense on the road. And heaven forbid there's any type of weather concerns. I don't know if I trust Tua to deliver the ball accurately against this Jets' defense without making mistakes. And so you bring up the fact that you do have Tim Boyle on the other side. And Tim Boyle is terrible. He was terrible in college. He's been terrible in the NFL. He has a career interception rate that is higher than his touchdown rate right now. Across any level, college, NFL, doesn't matter. And against this Miami defense, there will probably be turnovers, but there could be turnovers on both sides. Your point, though, about does Miami turn over Tim Boyle too much to where they can cover the spread, that's where... I lose it with the spread and know who to take on that side because if there wasn't too many turnovers, totally with you. I, I think that the Miami Dolphins will win, but I'd probably take the Jets to cover, and I really like the under. Like, it's obviously been smashed under. I think it's probably still going to go under because the Jets probably scored zero points in this game. Miami's defense has improved leaps and bounds since getting Jalen Ramsey back. I don't know what his status is. I haven't seen anything about him. He was banged yeah, up at the end of the game. I haven't seen anything on Ramsey. I haven't seen anything on Ramsey. I'm not, I'm I don't sure know if he's hurt or, or or could be out. I, again, I don't know if he's any concerns with the injury he suffered last week. Um, don't want to start Waddle, really, if I'm being honest. Because I don't really trust him in this environment. Tyree Kill, I'd start 76 and a half point or yard over under. I like for that. 76 and a half? That's it? Well, it's a good. Jets defense is the best in the NFL, right? They own the Jets defense. Last time I checked, only allows like 110 yards a game to wide receivers. So mm-hmm. if we figure that most of those are going to Tyree Kill, that means there's not any left for anybody else. And I think that's how we'd all break down this game because Tyree Kill is probably the most unstoppable receiver in the NFL, but in terms of the Dolphins and like Tua, I don't know if Tua is going to be a locked and loaded top 12 quarterback this week. You know, I don't know if I would be comfortable starting Waddle beyond a flex, right? A guy who could be a back-end wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver four. It's really just Tyreek Hill, and I like Mostert, but I don't trust A-Chain this week either. Even if he starts, even if he plays, I don't really want to play him this week. Tyreek Hill, five and a half receptions, minus 165. I mean... Waddle, four yeah. and a half receptions. Garrett Wilson, four and a half. Brees Hall, that's been bet up. Now it's uh, three and a half receptions for him. That's about all he's been able to do on the season is uh, is is catch the ball. What about the other side, Jay? The uh, the Jets side so of the ball with Tim Boyle. I have Boyle. to ask you, Ray. Do you think that Garrett Wilson will be better or worse with Tim Boyle? Because his over-under I'm seeing is 51 and a half right now. So it's not terrible, but it's 
it is what it is, right? It's yeah. Tim Boyle. It's not Zach Wilson. There's probably no chemistry I, here. I don't know, Jay. I don't really Honestly, trust it. I, I, you got to start him because he's Garrett Wilson. But, I mean, zero confidence. Like, confidence level is absolute zero. There's no way. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, there's no... There's little... Honestly, I don't have any confidence in Brees Hall either. He, he's he been... He hasn't been able That's to do fair. anything on the ground. Yeah, I mean, he you, can't you run at, the ball. There's, look there's at, no look opportunity Look at his last five games. This is Brees. Last five games on the ground. Right? 39, 17, 50, 28, 23. Those are the yards, not, not rush attempts, right? 10 carries, 13, 16, 12, 12. One touchdown in that five-game span. Now, he's been getting it done from you as route god, route god Brees, right? 5, 6, 4, 3, 5. Those are his reception numbers. 50, 47, 10, 76, 54. Two, two receiving touchdowns over that same span. I, I just, I don't, I don't like it, Jay. I just don't like it for the Jets. You you look at Makai Becton still banged up. He's Miami's I think he's going to miss this game, isn't he? Defense. Is he they want to beat that. This is a division opponent. They want to beat down the Jets. I don't feel good about Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson. I think those are the only two guys you will start from this game, from the Jets' side. And yep. I don't feel good about either. But most fantasy gamers probably don't have another option. You're probably looking at Garrett Wilson or or Tyler Boyd. And I'm not starting a damn Tyler Boyd. I'm not starting yeah. KJ Osborne. I'm not starting yep. Rondell Moore over Garrett Wilson. I just got to pray. You just plug and play. That's all you do. You plug them in and you pray. That's it. Plug and the, pray. The old mantra, race. Start your studs. Start right? your studs. Start plug your studs. and pray. I think that's about all you can do in this one, Jay. Yeah, that, that's where I'm at, too. Even with Brees Hall, like, rushing yards is 50 yards. I mean, he's probably going under yet again because he yeah. just has had no chance shot behind that Jets offensive line. And I believe this will be their 15th offensive lineman that they'll start this week that's, if Becton can't play. They've started Jay. 14 already. All right, those are the main games Thursday and Friday. Jay, quickly, uh, we do have the Steelers and the Bengals. Quickly, anything from that? Um, no, I think we just all want to see the Steelers offense, right? That's pretty much where I think we're at as far as that's concerned. I don't really expect much to change, but I'll be pleasantly surprised if something does. And quickly, we're starting Jalen Warren. You are starting Najee Harris? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think you and, flex And option, from the Cincinnati right? side with Jake Browning, mm. Tyler Boyd, start Jamar Chase, if he's T. Back. Higgins. <sighs> I don't want to start T. Higgins. But Jay, again, who who are you benching him for? Who are you benching him for? I don't I don't want to, Jay. I, I want to start want to Jamar and that and by I want to. It. It's like I'm going to. I don't even want to do that, but you're going to. I probably would not start T. Higgins, Jay. Jacksonville, Houston, you're firing up everybody with the polls. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Trevor Lawrence, okay. Travis Etienne, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, CJ Stroud, Devin Singletary. You're firing them all up. Dalton Schultz, start, start, start over damn near everybody Ridley that we or just Kirk talked this about. Week. What'd you say? Ridley or Kirk this week? Who's your guy? I'm, I think Tank I'm Kirk Dell. this week against the Tank <laughs> Dell is my guy. Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, Jay, uh, Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, firing those guys up. Godwin, I don't know if he's still banged up, but I Indianapolis is bad. He's been awful. What'd yeah, Indy's really bad. I said I kind of yeah, want to bench bad. Chris Godwin if I can. But it, yeah, Indy's 
Very, very bad. One of the few defenses I think that Baker Mayfield can actually take advantage of. They're not even favored in this game. Um, right? I don't know if you saw it, but they released Shaq Leonard too, which yeah, was kind of surprising. Yeah, I saw that Shaq Leonard released. Yeah. But I do, really like, uh, the, I do really like Baker in this matchup against Gardner. I think there could be some fireworks in this game. Here goes a good question. What about Thielen over Garrett Wilson? How would you feel about Adam Thielen over 100%. Garrett Wilson? He's playing Tennessee. Tennessee stinks. So you, who are you? You're taking Thielen? Yeah, I'm taking Thielen. Yeah, I'd start Thielen Because he'll probably well. catch six passes. At that point, good. I'm taking him over Garrett Wilson. Good question. Here's a super chat from Jimbo. Downs, Deontay, James Cook, PPR, must-win spot. Josh Downs versus Tampa Bay. Deontay Johnson versus uh, Cincinnati. Or James Cook versus Philadelphia. PPR, must-win spot. For me, Jay, I'm starting James Cook. I think I'm starting yeah. James Cook. I trust James that Cook's offense. I trust that uh, that game environment. This is a 48 and a half point total. Philadelphia favored by three and a half, which means Buffalo Must on the win road. For Buffalo. Right? Got to stay in there, do some stuff. Cook is a bell cow. Cook gets pass catches. I'd start James Cook over Deontay Johnson and uh, Josh Downs this week. Yeah, I'm with you. And James Cook has been surprisingly good and active as a rusher as well, right? So I think, you know, we view him as a pass catcher, but I think there is definitely opportunity. You know, people are saying Downs in the chat. Uh, Downs, you know, coming off injury. Yeah, not, Apparently the injury's been bothering Downs him since James OTAs, Cook. which is a bit of a problem for Downs. I like Downs, though. I like Downs, yeah, but like Downs right now you're asking me, Jimbo, for a Sunday matchup, and we got a lot of time, right? But right now, today, I, I'd fire up James Cook. Give me... Give yep. me those guaranteed 15 to 19 touches from James Cook yep. in a total where it's supposed to be a lot of scoring in that game. So I'll, I'll roll with that one, Jay. Um, Baltimore, LAC, could this be the final straw in the Brandon Staley hat? Hopefully Lamar Jackson can go out there could. and get that done. at On the road, this is a Sunday night game. I believe if Baltimore puts foot in the Chargers like they should, that might be a wrap for Brandon Staley. Chicago and Minnesota, they play on Monday night, Jay. And I know you'll probably do a prop preview for that come Monday. So make sure y'all check in with the channel. We did talk a little Kansas City versus Aiden O'Connell. Like the way that the Raiders have been playing of late, yep. Jay. Rams, Cardinals. You think we get a little shootout in this one? I don't know if we get a shootout. I think the game's going to be close, though. 44.5 point over under. Arizona by one. I would take the Cardinals on that number. Um, give me the spread of the money line. Literally entirely up to you. But I do like Arizona. I just I haven't been impressed with Matthew Stafford. And, you know, I think Cooper Cup will be back. So we will wait to see what happens there. But I just haven't seen enough from Stafford recently. And I think both these quarterbacks can do something. But they're not quite there yet but if we get a complete game from kyler he may start to rise up those rankings because he's had some games where they've been good for fantasy but we haven't seen kind of a complete quarterback performance we may see it against the rams this week because the rams defense still kind of stinks <laughs> bs said can we mention how the bills have two incredible running backs and devin singletary and zach moss yeah the buffalo bills had both of those guys um and decided to go in a different direction different direction uh ray g look behind you yeah man tony pollard michael parson my cowboys baby um all right jay we uh we're gonna wrap this thing up with some 2024 talk because Ooh. we had a staff mock draft over at destination Debbie. the article is live right now on the channel that you were not a part of jay it was a super flex rookie mock brought to us by our director of analytics Jordan Backus, and I just want your thoughts on this, and let's let's go through. I did a, uh, a rookie mock for the channel a couple of days ago. I think it was Sunday night, Jay, but let's go through the super, super flex rookie mock, Jay, and tell us what you think about these picks. So uh, 101, Ty DeClaire, who does a phenomenal trade piece on, on DestinationDevy.com. Check it out. 
He takes Caleb Williams, right? Pretty standard stuff, Jay. Followed by Marvin yep. Harrison Jr. at the 102. That was our man, Kanja, who helps out with the trades and five roster reviews. And then at 103, off the line's very own, Gino at Fantasy Janes took Drake May. So one, two, three, Caleb Williams, Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr., Drake May, Superflex, talk about it. Yeah, no real issues here. If you want to take Marv ahead of May, I don't disagree with you. And especially when you're talking about doing that right now, I am definitely more certain in Marv's future in the NFL than I am Drake Mays. I like Drake May a lot. I think he'd be a great quarterback, but it would definitely be Caleb, Marv, and May. So I think that everyone nailed it this time around. It's just the thing about Marv is whether you like him or not, he's probably going to be a top five receiver before he even gets drafted. And so if you just factor that in, the pedigree, how great he is, still kind of on that Heisman track, probably won't win it. But the fact that he's in the conversation tells you everything you need to know about Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, but I do like Drake May a lot and definitely would have taken him 103. All right, Dan said, how dare you guys exclude uh, exclude Jay Rich? He didn't want to be in the mock, Dan. He didn't want to be in the mock. I didn't Not even, yeah, team. I didn't even, I could have been in the mock, player. I just didn't. Yeah. All right, Shane, our boy Shane is the worst, had the 104, and he grabs LSU phenom Jaden Daniels at 104, Jay. There he is, Jaden Daniels, best player in the country. A lot of people think that. Malik Neighbors goes 105. I was at the 106 spot and took Brock Bowers followed by Cody Smith from Off the Line, the co-host with Chase, who was at 105, to the Romo Dunze pod, right? at Come on, right? 107. I took Bowers at 106. Jay, what do you think about 104, Jaden Daniels, 105, Malik Neighbors, 106, Brock Bowers by me and Romo Dunze at 107? So I like Daniels. I don't know if I would take him at 104. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hype, and to be fair, it's, it's predicated by you, my friend. You are the commander of the Jaden Daniels hype train, but he has been great. And, and I don't want to take that away from him. I don't know if I'd have him at one of four just yet. And and I think the question is, is would you take a Jaden Daniels or a locked in first round pick in Malik Neighbors, probably top 15? You know, people do believe Jaden Daniels can go top 15, but we've kind of been here before with these quarterbacks. We don't really know who QB3 Jade is. him. Did you see that? Jade <laughs> him Daniels. Did you see that, Jay? Look at it. Look at the screen. Look at the screen, I didn't Jay. see that yet. Do they have it on Jade there? Jade him Daniels. Oh, fancy. So yeah, no. Malik Neighbors at, at 105, love the pick, love Malik Neighbors, um, should be probably the wide receiver two in the class. And part of that is because of Jaden Daniels. Brock Bowers was a great pick. It was a two PPR uh, premium for tight ends for this format. So obviously Bowers you'd want there. And I do like Odunze. I'm curious how he falls and we will get into the rest of the wide receivers, but I think he could definitely be the wide receiver three um, off the board when it comes to the 24 draft. Yeah, I thought Bowers would go a little higher. Two points per tight end reception. I thought Bowers would go a little He'd bit higher. He'd be a one guy at that point, for sure. Yeah, I probably would have taken him for the format. I would have taken him um, at 105 ahead of, of Malik Neighbors. I would have taken Brock Bowers. I think he's going to come in and uh, be valued as a top five dynasty tight end from the jump. Jay, let's move down the board. 108. Our boy Sandiford, who helps with Dynasty Trades in five, takes Keon Coleman, wide receiver out of Florida State at 108. Scott Connor, our very own, uh, at Charles Chill FFB, takes X Worthy out of the University of Texas at 109. And then at 110, we had quarterback J.J. McCarthy. Uh, surprise, surprise. Gump, who hosts our college yeah, football show, uh, Michigan fan, takes J.J. McCarthy at the 110 spot, Jay. So talk about it. Uh, Keon Coleman, Xavier Worthy, and J.J. McCarthy, 108, 109, and 110. So Keon Coleman, I thought was a great selection here, especially when I factor in the fact that I think there's kind of a tear break after Coleman, the way it stands right now. 
him, Odunze, and Neighbors. I don't think they're quite equally talented, but they've been grouped in the same kind of tier for a long time, so that makes a ton of sense. I wouldn't say I'm on board with the Worthy pick here. I know that at one time he was very highly touted, but it seems like he's losing popularity. You know, Scott Rohde's kind of gaining popularity as a first-round pick. I would say that he's actually falling down the board because he was a mid-first-round pick for a long time, and now he's a potential first-round pick. So I do think he's a guy who's trending the wrong direction. I like McCarthy. I don't know if I like him over Knicks, who was taken next. But again, if you believe in JJ McCarthy, believe in the talent, so be it. I'm not really there. I'm a Bo Nix guy. I love yeah. Bo Nix. I hope he wins the Heisman. But I again, I, if and I think the crazy thing that people need to understand as well is Bo Nix, I would say today, has a better projection in the NFL draft than JJ McCarthy does. Absolutely. At least that's sort of how it seems right now. And maybe that's wrong, but... I would much rather prefer Bo Nix over JJ McCarthy. And so for me, I would probably rank it Bo Nix, then maybe Worthy. Probably not. I, honestly, Worthy probably wouldn't be my in my top 12. Yeah, probably the, Worthy be. wouldn't be in for me either. That's the one. I, worthy wouldn't be in for me either. And then the final two picks in round one, Jay, the final two picks were Bo Nix, and we did have a running back. Jordan Backus took Travion Henderson, the running back out of Ohio State. At the 112 what? spot, I do think Big Hendo is the 101 RB or is For the sure. RB1 in the 2024 class. Bo Nix at 111, I'll just tell you right now, um, whatever idea that you had about Bo Nix prior to the transfer, like eliminate that from your head. The fact that he was able to start as a true freshman in the SEC is an incredible feat as it is. And this is the beauty of the transfer portal. This is what I love about college football is sometimes – Teams and schemes and players and fits and coaches, they don't work together. But this new rule that allows for players to move around and go to more conducive offensive environments or defensive environments to help elevate their NFL draft stock is beautiful to watch play out. Having gone through college football whenever that was not a possibility and you were had to made to set out a season of competition, Bo Nix has been outstanding the past two years at Oregon. I am very excited that we're going to get a chance to hopefully, fingers crossed, see him in person during the Senior Bowl at Mobile. Jay Rich and I will be down there. So hopefully Knicks and, and Penix and Jaden Daniels accept their invites and we get some time to, to talk to him and see him up close and personal. But if I'm at the 111 spot and I just lost in the fantasy championship and I was able to get a first round quarterback at the 111 spot, I am over yep. the moon excited for what Bo Nix could be in the NFL. And I do think Travion Henderson, the explosive athletic ability that he possesses, I mean, he is he's one of the few that we have in this class that can be a true home run hitter. So I'm excited to see him healthy, playing well, and hopefully with the big stage uh, that Ohio State will have with the college football playoffs, he will continue to perform better. Some names that were left off of round one that I thought were a little surprising, Jay. Uh, number one for me, Troy Franklin. I was a little little shocked not to see Troy Franklin in round one of this mock. I know you are a big Troy Franklin I love Troy fan. Franklin. Little surprised not to see Troy Franklin. We'll see about Michael Penix. And we do have round two of this mock. I do have out to ask you, tomorrow. Ray. Penix, uh, I believe it will come out tonight. I usually release the articles the day before they're scheduled to come out. But I do want to ask you, and feel free to comment on it if you want, where are you at with Penix versus McCarthy? Because I feel like you're more Penix over McCarthy right now. Yeah, people are asking for a Buka too, who, again, another guy falling down the boards, probably a first rounder, but doesn't seem know. like he has the high end upside. I don't know. He just You don't know? You're listen, popping this, out? This is, listen, y'all. A lot of times in fantasy, in fantasy football, we hear a name 
and we hyper-focus on that name because that's the name that we've heard for years and years. Nobody is saying Emeka Ibuka is a bad player, but there's a very real possibility that some of these other receivers have elevated themselves to be considered in the same range or viewed in the same light as Emeka Ibuka. I talked to a lot, a lot of people in the NFL scouting industry who believe that he's a fine player, but he possesses no true elite separator skill set to differentiate him between uh, Xavier Leggett, between A.D. Mitchell, between he and a player that we're just talking about like Troy Franklin. So this isn't Emeka hate, but what does he do so special that he should be drafted ahead of or at least valued at this stage of the pre-draft process ahead of Troy Franklin, who's absolutely dominating, and Xavier Leggett, who's 6'3", 227 pounds, can jump and run like the wind that's dominating in the SEC. This is just O'Brien Thomas from LSU who's doing it right alongside Malik Neighbors. This is the beauty of the 2024 class, Jay, is that it is deep, and it's deep and it's filled not with Jaden Reeds of the world, but with the Emeka Ibukas, with the A.D. Mitchells, with the Xavier Leggett's, with players you can go 10, 12, 13. We didn't even talk about Devontae Walker. You can go 15 yep. deep at wide receiver this year, and you could take wide receiver 15 from 24, and they'd probably be viewed as a top five cat here in, from the 2023 class. So I'm excited about this one. Round two will drop tonight. But there it is, man. First round, JB, our staff, those are the picks. There it is, man. Yeah, yeah, great. Honestly, you guys did a good job, and I'm curious to see where round two lands. Because like you said, it's just Abuka has been the same receiver from the moment he was a freshman to now. And and to not see that growth, that maturity. He's good. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a very good, good receiver. But it's kind of like the fatigue. It's like, well, he's always been good, but he's never been great, right? And that's just kind of how it goes. And then you have Worth, or Worthy kind of losing some steam to A.D. Mitchell a little bit, for better or worse, in the Got a couple offense. of super chats, Jay. Oaktown's finest. What's happening with you, Oaktown? Um, I have Chase Olave in the wide receiver one, wide receiver two spots, Ramondre and Rashad White in the RB spots, and then Evans, I'm assuming this is Mike Evans, is in the flex. Is Connor, James, our boy James Connor, 14 for 62. Is Connor worth starting this week? Jay, would you take Ramondre Stevenson or Rashad White or Mike Evans out of the flex spot and substitute into James Connor this week? I I don't think so. No, yeah. I don't think so. I think I'd roll with Stevenson. I'm not starting Rashad White. Or I'm not taking Rashad White out. He's been great no. over the past few weeks, past month or so. It's just, do you believe in Connor or Stevenson? I feel like they could do similar things. Just I slightly lean um, Stevenson because maybe he catches more passes. Like that's literally the only reason why. And maybe he falls in the end zone. Don't really trust either offense. Um, especially the other factor is that Kyler has been vulturing touchdowns at the goal lines. So that's yes. not great for James Connor either. I like having Connor there as an option, but I think you've got the right configuration in your roster 100%. spots right now. I do believe that Stevenson and Rashad White, White versus Indy. Who do the uh, who do the Patriots play the this Giants. week? Is it the Giants? Yeah, yeah Giants I, I'd probably roll with Ramondre Stevenson as well. And if there is a quarterback change, short passes, dump them off to Ramondre. But here's a here's the guarantee that I can make you, Jay. Here's my guarantee. If Mac is starting, they ain't gonna let him throw the ball no 35 times. It's gonna be, and if they do, it's gonna be at or around the line of scrimmage. So I think Oaktown, you've got the right configuration in your starting lineup. Here we got one right here from Brandino. Five dollars. Appreciate you, baby. How high does Jaden Daniels go in single quarterback leagues? Late round two. 
No, 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 no. If he if he's a top ten pick, he's gonna go higher than that. Um, Should he though? Where would you take Drake May in a in a single? Well, that, I mean, that, the, the whole argument and Sigmund Bloom actually talked about this. He talks about this quite a bit, man. Shout out to one of the OG Sig. But how having if you strike on the elite difference maker, even in single quarterback, how that is an advantage. A lot of times you think fade him and I can just take a Derek Carr late. I'll build with Mac Jones. It's one quarterback. I can stream. But if you've got a type of cat that, you know, is either going to become a CJ Stroud or have the rushing upside of a player like Anthony Richardson, that's not a late second, even in single quarterback leagues. I would venture to say, Jay, he'd probably go before those second half of the receivers that we're talking about. All the Legats, okay. all the A.D. Mitchells, uh, yeah. Franklin, if you feel he's there, or, or Ibuka, or Worthy. Whoever that second cluster of receiver is, I would take Jaden Daniels before any of the other RBs. I'd take him before Blake Corm. I'd take him before Braylon Allen. So if, if you're okay. talking about that caliber of dual threat option that can score you fantasy points, I do believe that is much valuable, much more valuable than a back-end second-round pick. So hopefully that helps. Brandino, as we go through the pre-draft process, we'll get some more clarity on where we're kind of slotting these guys in. But I do think it's much higher than the back of the second round of rookie drafts. Right here from Aaron Swarm. I would take Marvin Harrison Jr. at the 101. I kind of talked about that in my video over Caleb. That's how good he, I believe he would be in the NFL. Aaron, uh, I'm there. This, this is an entire show topic on its own. Would you take Marv at 101? I think there are a lot of people out there who are just like, I don't even want to F around at quarterback. I know Marv is ironclad. I know his value's there. Give me him at 101. Y'all yeah. figure out which quarterback you want to take. I don't want to play the Penix Knicks game. I know there are a lot of people out there that believe that. So you are not alone on that island, my friend. And the final one we got here from Stan. Oh, we got a couple more. Stanley, Ohio State over Michigan Saturday. Jay, what you think? You like uh, it? Uh, yeah, I think they win. I think they yeah, win. Yeah, I think Ohio I think State will beat them as well. Um, yeah. This is a big game. I'll say this. It's a big game. It's yeah. a big game for J.J. McCarthy. It's a big opportunity for mm, J.J. McCarthy in this How game. How many scouts a, are there, Ray? I think we see uh, 60 scouts, one bro, from all, every, every team all 32 in the NFL, teams, right? Yeah. All 32 teams in the building, man. All 32 teams in the building. Uh, this yep. is $2 from Rongo. Love the Oregon love this morning. Shout out, baby. Oregon Ducks. There it is. And then Let's Brandon. Go. We got B1. We got Brandon right here. Uh, two trades. Trade away Lamb and Charbonnet for Gibbs and Waddle. No thanks. Or trade away Jamar Chase, Calvin Ridley, George Kittle for Stefan Diggs and Fryermuth. What? What? Jamar Chase, Ridley, and Kittle for Diggs and Fryermuth? Team is um, Josh Allen, no. Bijan, Charbonnet, Armour. No, no, no. You definitely That's trying don't. too hard to force a stack. Yeah, you don't, don't do yeah, that. Don't, hey, hey, Brandon, my guy, I see you with the Kershaw jersey on. I know Clayton. He's a good dude. I do. I, that's random, I know random flex, but he's a good you, guy. Uh, yeah. Do not trade away Chase Ridley and Kittle for Diggs and Fryermuth. No, no, sir. And, and Lamb is Lamb is playing his no. way very close to that top tier. I don't think you want to trade hey, him away for Gibson. If your model. kids are in the room, cover your hell no. Of all the things I tell you, the kids to cover their ears, hell is what I tell them to cover their ears for. No, it's that's an absolute no. Lamb and Charbonnet for Gibbs and Waddle. I would like Jameer Gibbs. I don't want to move CD Lamb. I'm fine no. trading Charbonnet. I don't want Waddle. Can I can I get any other receipt? 
I don't want to say I don't want Waddle. Let me not say it like that. I would. You I would think like. It's to, is it, can I get an Iuke? Gibbs and Iuke so for Lamb Ray, and Sharp. Would you, would you consider making that trade and flipping Waddle immediately? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. But I, would I think be, the value is close. If you think you can get something for Waddle, but I don't really want Waddle, so that's a bit it, of a problem. Somebody, there's always somebody out there that loves a Jalen Waddle, and I like Jalen Waddle too. But uh, Robert said he's taking Marv at 101. Henderson would be a top five rookie pick. Uh, I'm going to get so much Blake Corm if he's going to be a late second. Yep, it's going to be a lot of Blake Corm. I will do research on Marv, Caleb, May before I make my decision and choice. My top four, Dell Garrett, Flowers, and Reed Wideouts at Nana. Aaron, we got you covered, baby. We appreciate everybody uh, tapping in for this pre-Thanksgiving show over here on Wake Up. Remember, again, no show on Friday, no Wake Up next week, but we will be back the following week, second week in December. We got you covered. There will be content dropping on the channel, all kind of clips, videos. Scott Connor has a brand new series, Dynasty Strategy Series, that we are launching independently it's all scott connor when is that drop jay is that going to be this week first one will drop tomorrow and then it will be wednesdays going forward wednesdays going forward and tonight come back to the destination debbie channel because we're giving more thanks out on destination chill tonight another q a ask us anything given thanks to the crew that supports us scott and i on destination chill tonight what time is that jay 7 p.m my time 7 p.m central 8 p.m eastern time 8 eastern yeah There it is. I just show up. I don't schedule it. Jay Rich scheduled it all. I just show up. Jay, thankful for you, my friend. Everybody in the damn chat, all the super chats, the love, uh, Tater, uh, Florasaurus, Dan Edwards, Aaron Sanders, Robert, Hunter Joe Green, Brandon Brand, everybody. Thank y'all. Hit the thumbs up button. Like the content. Stay tapped into what we're doing at DD. Y'all enjoy the break with your family, your friends. Make sure y'all wake up with us in a couple of weeks. We out. Uh, Not out yet. I got to find the outro. Now we're out. Peace.